There are many ideological divisions within the modern world. One of the most persistent, most troubling, and increasingly most divisive, however, is the struggle over the legacy of the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment, that period of European history between roughly the last decade of the 17th century and the first of the 19th, has had a far greater and more lasting impact on the formation of the modern world than any of the intellectual convulsions that preceded it. The Renaissance and the Reformation, although they too transformed the cultures of Europe, and subsequently the whole of Christianity in irreversible ways, are, for most people today, simply periods in history, not so the Enlightenment. If we regard ourselves as modern, if we are forward-thinking, if we are tolerant and generally open-minded, if stem cell research does not frighten us, but fundamentalist religious beliefs do, then we tend to think of ourselves as enlightened. And in thinking this, we are in effect declaring ourselves to be the heirs, however distant, of a particular intellectual and cultural movement. There has been much heated debate over just what the Enlightenment was, when and where it occurred, and whether it was one or many. Attempts have been made to divide it up into radical and conservative groups, or to distinguish between different national varieties in which the level-headed and reasonable English, or the solemn and philosophically serious Germans, are generally set against the extreme, over-hasty, and unduly literary French. Some of these distinctions have their origins in the eighteenth century itself. Some are simply speculative fantasy. But for all the clear differences that did exist within it, the Enlightenment has been identified with an exalted view of human rationality and of human benevolence, and with a belief, measured and at times skeptical, in progress, and in the general human capacity for self-improvement. It has been broadly understood to stand for the claim that all individuals have the right to shape their own ends for themselves, rather than let others do it for them, and, what comes to much the same thing, to live their lives as best they can without help or hindrance from divine decrees. It has been seen as the source of most modern liberal, tolerant, undogmatic, and secular understandings of politics, and as the intellectual origins of all modern forms of universalism, from a recognition of the essential unity of the human race and the evils of slavery and racism right through to the humanistic sentiments behind Médecins Sans Frontières. It is widely regarded as having been the intellectual origin of our still slowly emerging conviction that all human beings share the same basic rights, and that women think and feel no differently from men or Africans from Asians. As an intellectual movement, it also saw the beginning of those disciplines, economics, sociology, anthropology, political science, and certain kinds of moral philosophy, that dictate much of how we view and attempt to control our lives today. Modernity was the creature of a great many intellectual and scientific configurations, from the invention of the steam engine to the Internet, very little of which can be attributed to the Enlightenment, even if it was the 18th-century German philosopher Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz who first devised the binary system on which the modern digital computer is based. What can be attributed to it, however, is the broadly secular, experimental, individualistic, and progressive intellectual world that ultimately made those innovations possible, a world in which the old and apparently unassailable forms of association, of belief and tradition, that had for centuries divided human beings into mutually suspicious and often brutally homicidal groups, were slowly and painfully but irreversibly abandoned. This is not to say that without the Enlightenment, modernity, however understood, would never have taken place, that without it we would all still be burning unbelievers or listening to hellfire sermons for our weekly entertainment. But it most certainly would not have taken place how and where it did. 
It is to the Enlightenment that we also owe the modern conception of the global society. The world is, of course, still firmly divided into nation-states, many still struggling furiously with one another. To any mildly skeptical observer, the prospect of what the United Nations once optimistically referred to as our global community must still seem a long way off. But the fact that most liberal-minded and educated persons now accept that peoples should be willing and able to cooperate across frontiers must be cause for hope.